You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast presents a farewell. To Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's right. VKM is out. The McMahon-Helmsley era, take two, begins. I can't wait to see what happens in the WWE. Oh boy, this could be just a new era of wonderful, wonderful things happening in the Fed. Oh, man, there's so much optimism. I haven't felt this good about WWE in such a long time. Let's go ahead and talk about it, shall we? Poot the Bard is here. Tiger Bomb Tom is here. And since this episode is being recorded before SummerSlam, but being released after SummerSlam, I don't know what to do here. So I'm just going to say, Ransom the Madman, that's me. I'm here. Beef the Legend he is also here. You know who the Chooserweight Champion is. We don't. So let that be a surprise to us. Keep a weather eye on the horizon for the belt could go anywhere. Boys, this is just... So sad. Don't, don't, don't count it out yet. It's fine. This is, this is, this is, it's all fine. But listen, speaking of things being fine, good lord, the... I have never been so happy to be so wrong about my prediction of what Vince McMahon was going to do because he has officially resigned as chairman and CEO and he's officially retired from creative. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is gone from the WWE, something I never thought in my lifetime I would see. I was convinced this crazy old coot would outlast me in life. He still might. But more importantly, I thought he was going to reign supreme over the WWE long after I departed this mortal coil. However, that did not come to pass. I never thought I'd live to see the day where he, and I use this with quotations, voluntarily uh, was out of the WWE. I, I thought either he, like many people, I thought he would... Uh, die in the gorilla position. Um, uh, you know, that's not a oh. sex thing for anybody out there. Good lord, hey, get, yes. yeah, true, true. Awesome. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I, 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 let me just say it right now despite the negative, glaring uh, things that have come to light as of over the last couple of months here, um. As always, I will give credit where credit's due. Um, I don't think a lot of the modern world of wrestling would be where we're at right now if it wasn't for uh, Vince McMahon. So, you know, he's he's done a lot. Unfortunately, then you have to then you have to uh, kind of make your own decision of whether or not the good that he did outweighs the bad that we know about that we know about. No, you know. stop it. Stop it. This is not 
going to be a thank you, Vince McMahon podcast. We have spent, first off, first off, first off. Here we go. Here we, we go. We have spent Christ. three years saying we can't wait Mind for your fucking heart blood beef. To rot away and get the fuck out of wrestling so that Triple H could take over. I need to breathe. First take of all, a breath. okay. It's fine. All right. It's Second fine. of all, while we're at it, why don't we just thank Jerry Sandusky for all the amazing work he did at Penn State, for oh, all no. that great philanthropy he did? Oh, right. wait, because he's a kitty diddler. I'm not saying McMahon's a kitty diddler. I'm saying that McMahon is a man who forced himself upon women and then paid them lots of money to shut up about it. People will say, how do you know? It may have been consensual. Yeah, because women that look like models always come on the geriatric old men. Right. Gotcha. Consensual. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh, yeah, okay. Listen, here's the I'm thing. I'm just playing man. devil's advocate just to get beef no, rised up. There right is now. no devil's advocate. If you have uttered the words thank you Vince McMahon for X, Y, or... Get out! Did I did I say Stop those listening. words? I'm not, I'm not saying you did. I'm saying if you're listening and you said it, get out! Stop listening, go find another podcast. I'm sure Busted Open might have some kind words. Maybe old Corny will say a nice word or two. Not Jesus being the legend. Christ. Because the man is a fucking whoremonger. The man's an asshole. Clearly. The man couldn't keep his dick in his pants, used company money, very likely, it's not proven yet, but there's 14 point whatever million that's misappropriated that they can't find. 14.6. Like, the dude clearly had some shady fucking activities, all right? He, uh, no. All right. Vince McMahon, he, here's the truth of it. Here's the real fucking story. I feel like I should be like smoking a cigarette. Here's the real fucking story, kid. Calm down, Alex Jones. Breathe. Yeah. Hey, Jonah Jameson reporting. He changed the wrestling world. That is all I, I was trying to say. I, 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 I will not begrudge you that. Okay. Okay. Yes, he took the the, the wrestling world from you know territorial to you know. Whatever. Entertainment. Sports entertainment. Now, a worldwide, yeah, a worldwide cocksuckery. Good for Vince. Well, uh, uh, uh. The good, uh, and, I, and, and you were making this point before I so rudely busted in like the Hulk. Yeah. The good Brother. does not outweigh the bad. I And I never said that it did. I said that's for each individual to decide. I'm before, making the decision before... for them because they're too dumb. No. Okay, Ultimately, dude. look, I think we can all agree here <laughs> Jesus. that at the at the end of the day, it is most fitting to say Vince screwed Vince. Yes. yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I will I, absolutely I'm, give you that. You know, he he coined the phrase Brett screwed Brett somewhere in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Since the beginning of all this started. Brett the Hitman Hart has not stopped grinning ear to ear because turnabout is fair play and and that's it'll be on Brett Hart's tombstone I was right 
Vince screwed Vince. I, I have no doubt in my mind that we would not be having this conversation today if Vince would have stuck with putting his peep in Linda and leaving it at that. Then Vince McMahon would have died at Gorilla or in the ring or on the way to the ring because let's face it, he's not the most athletic fella in the world. <laughs> but we would not be where we are right now had Vince remained in a monogamous relationship with Linda McMahon. Yeah. And, and, and well, before, before, before beef gets it all twisted or anything like that, I, you know, the, the point that I, the point that I was making was I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy that he's out of here. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. We, we spent the last three years saying, Oh my God, we can't wait for Vince to get ousted and triple H take over because, you know, we, we can see from triple H's work with NXT, his, you know, from the very beginnings of it, uh, and, and cultivating it to, to the height of the black and gold era before it got a fucking tie jaw, tie dye fucking, you know, uh, tie dye hand job. job. Yeah. Tie dye hand job from fucking uh, old Bruce Pritchard and Vince, you know, uh, we, we could see triple H's involvement in cultivating new talent that you know it, it was it was there he's got a mind for the business i'm happy i'm i'm thrilled to see triple h take over fuck i might actually start trying to catch the weeklies again on replays on hulu and shit now so i'm i'm Somebody happy sleeping in the microphone i don't know sorry i i'm 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 definitely happy um <laughs> Beef's it, so wild he's up just, he's having he's <laughs> <laughs> but uh but um poot you were gonna you were starting to say something so i'd like to hear what you had to say i'm just saying i understand why the people there are people in the business that are saying thank you vince but the problem is but the problem is they're they're saying it they're saying it at a time that's not appropriate because i remember this the same people did that with um did that with um jopa and um and and stuff like it, it it's just it's it, to me the people that were like close to vince that worked with vince i get it but like you really should be a little more tactful that kind of talk and this is going to sound wildly morbid that kind of talk is for when that man dies that that kind of talk about how he changed the wrestling world and he did this and he did that. That's for when he dies. This right now, the reason that he retired, the reason he left is not because he decided, well, time to put myself out to pasture. I've done enough. He now had he was to. forced out. He yeah. had to. The end. Like it was it was I had to. He had to retire. Like he was backed into a corner. He was backed into a corner and I, he had I no action. He had no other options. Like yeah. this, this is not a sending off. This is not a Viking funeral. We are not going to fire arrows and honor him and light his fucking. Th it's just that that's not how this is working. How this is working is that he is a sad old fucking shell of a man who did a lot of lecherous things. And had to leave the business because if he didn't, it would have been even more of a shitstorm. 
Now he can disappear into the ether for the most part. And he can just do his thing. And that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end. Like, yeah, we're going to hear about what comes out, where that money was spent, all these other things. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be in the in the 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 like wrestling zeitgeist. Yeah. But 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 like Vince McMahon as a person, I think people are going to see how well that WWE is doing without him. And I think that it's going to be an incredibly good thing. I think it's going to be a good thing for WWE. I think it's going to be a good thing for wrestling as a whole. Um, and I think this is something that was a long fucking time coming. It just took something cataclysmic like Vince McMahon fucking around and finding out. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, I mean, the fact is like, we haven't seen Vince as uh, really as like an on-screen character uh regularly for a long time so so it's like you know he's been behind the scenes for forever now um so i don't think it's like a matter of people who are like real like the the casual fan or anybody like that is gonna be like oh my god i miss vince because you know i don't ever see it well no you haven't seen him on camera like forever except for the last couple of times where he's come out for every once in a blue moon or the the stuff that he was doing with theory like but that was that was all like eh, whatever in general, like over the last, you know, say five, 10 years, we, we haven't really seen him regularly, you know, out in the ring uh, doing a whole lot of stuff. So I don't I, I don't think that you're uh, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of negative uh, backlash or anything like that. And people are like, oh, you know, it's. It's not the same. It's not the same. No. Well, if anything, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be better. Um, I think. I think creatively, because I, I, I would like to think that Triple H is not going to make you know some of the same mistakes that that he's seen Vince making uh, with with misusing talent and things like that. I, I really, really hope um, this was something that uh, that I was kind of leading towards last episode was that I think you're going to start to see a lot of the mid-card to upper mid-card talent getting utilized a hell of a lot better and not just floundering. Guys like we were talking about him earlier, guys like a Finn Balor, a Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, fuck, even a Baron Corbin. Um, I, th I, think, I think you're going to start to see some better use of this talent. I, I hope. I really, really hope. Um, but yeah, that, that's I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the the Triple H creative run uh, in WWE here. And and I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how much, or it, he's not really involved in NXT at all anymore, is he? Triple H, that is. Uh, I don't believe yes, so. I have no idea. I think um, I think before the Vince McMahon exit, I think he just came back. And he basically told Talon in Orlando, hey, I'm back. And then Vince McMahon left and he's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just do all the jobs then. So, so, <laughs> so from my understanding, the last I heard, <laughs> NXT or NXT 2.0, fucking whatever you want to call it now, is pretty much being run by Sean and I'm guessing Bruce down there, Bruce Pritchard. 
Is that is that Probably what I'm not anymore? Is Br- I don't think Bruce Pritchard's long for the nope. WWE world. No. Nope. Well, well, okay. I mean, but he's still there at the moment, as as we're speaking. Like he's still in the company. He hasn't left yet, right? Right. As far okay. as we know, huh? Okay. okay. And because we know Johnny Ace is gone, right? Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Yep. Laurenitis he's is gone. gone. Is Kevin Dunn. I heard Kevin Dunn was either gone or he's well he's be gonna there. be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another Vince McMahon lackey. Dunn yep. yeah, man. is out. Johnny Ace, fucking Kevin Dunn, and Bruce Pritchard, like the triumvirate of bootlickers. Get him out. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll be gone. I I can only assume and I just I don't know who else. Like I can only assume once Pritchard leaves and once Dunn leaves, because I mean, let's face it. I, I really don't think either one of those two are going to be long for the WWE world. They were all McMahon lackeys, like Beef said. So whether they're forced out or they just go like, oof, I'm going to go on my own terms because the writing's on the wall. I I think Triple H is going to have his hands full covering Raw and SmackDown creative. I would assume NXT creative will be turned over in full to HBK as long as HBK wants it because I just, it just seems like it would be way too much for triple H to do all three and to, to do it as well as he would want to do it. Right. Like and I think Vince was power hungry enough to go like, that's not gonna do it all. well, yeah, that's triple all H fucking knows. Vince did. I mean, yeah. But I yeah. think Triple H knows, like, okay, I'm going to handle these two. Sean knows what he's doing. He's going to handle this. And everything's going to be great. Uh, so I, I would assume that that's what's going to wind up happening. I'd, li- I'd like to think that, too. And, and, I, and again, with uh, going back to you know Triple H's mind for the business... I mean, he was the one that that pitched basically what would become NXT for I don't know how long before, you know, it before they actually got it up and running. Like, yeah, if it wasn't for Triple H, we might not have the performance center in the first place. He was the one that I don't think going. we would. Ha- I don't think we right. would. Um, again, I, and I've referenced this before, and I, I always will, because I think it's a really good read, um, even for people that aren't you know big readers. But if you're if you're a wrestling fan, um, you know, read the book uh, NXT, The Future Is Now, and it, it goes in and it talks about how that all came to fruition. You know, I mean, it goes through like the, uh, you know, Florida Championship Wrestling, then turning into the NXT kind of like uh, game show, more or less. And then it, you know, morphing into the NXT black and gold that we knew and loved so dearly. Um, but but again, Triple H was the one that said, what are we doing to cultivate new talent? So I feel like if there's a void in, in uh, you know, staffing for creative or something like that, Triple H is definitely going to be on the ball being like, OK, you know what? Like we need we need to plug these holes. And I mean, he's you know, I'm sure I'm sure he could reach out to uh, to Road Dog again or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm. I would not be shocked to see Road Dog come back. Yeah, I'm not I, shocked I, at all. Yeah, I, I I don't see why not. I mean, I, I don't. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if we start to see 
a legit this is where i think we start to see a bidding war because there were many nxt talents who where triple h pushed to the moon and got over as top guys with the fans and he used them well and his creative was very good for them and then they went to the main roster and were abused and then they left it it would not shock me in the slightest to see once these people's contracts come up with wherever they ended up impact or aew i think now you're going to see a legit bidding war because i think i think people who were done dirty by vince mcmahon who left and went to impact or aew will be much more open to returning to wwe knowing full well that the guy that built them in nxt and propelled them to the top and showed them great success is now in charge of the main roster you know, so I, don't, I don't know so much about Adam Cole because, you know, like he's in he's in good with with all those guys over there. But Keith so, Lee would I wouldn't be shocked to see Bray Wyatt come back. Here's I wouldn't be. You're you're not the first one to mention this. Uh, and, and, and Tony Khan actually, you know, headed this off at the pass. He said he was a little amused at some of the reactions. Um, the thing he, he said is overall it's going to be positive. But he said, hey, we got, you know, I. And quote, I've got people signed here for five years and people think that's because the CEO, chairman and, and those head of creative that those people have changed in the competition. People I have five year contracts are going to go magically switch teams. Good luck with that. Uh, Cole's no, signed I don't for think 2027. Malachi Black, you know, five years on his contract. So, I mean, like, yes, in theory, if things hold. But I mean, you know. Look, this year alone, in the first like how, how we we talked about it what two months ago maybe, how fucking crazy the news cycle was this first half of this year. Oh my god, it was bonkers. And and, and now we have to add to it Vince McMahon stepping down and Triple H taking over. Like, um, this has been a crazy and who knows what's gonna happen in five fucking months, let alone five fucking years. So, I, th- I think we're gonna there look- are. I think we're going to look back on 2022 as a real turning point in wrestling. There are a lot of big name fish out there. Ransom, you mentioned one, Bray Wyatt. Um, I don't know how, like, simpatico he is with Triple H. I don't know that it matters because I don't think he could be worse than Vince McMahon. Nope. Uh, another name that I can tell you is probably absolutely frothing at the bit, Killer Cross. Killer Cross, uh, uh, Grisham, uh, Sasha uh, Banks, Cross uh, You know, Banks and Naomi are interesting cases because, like, the company did them fucking dirty. Like when they lost, they buried them on air, and and like CM Punk talked about that a little bit at Comic Con. But like, you know, he he mentioned about them being fucking bootlickers and how they fucking trashed Banks and Naomi on their way out, saying that they have disappointed the WWE and the WWE audience, but then make a fucking peep about Lesnar while he was fucking ball being. Yep. Until he came back. And and that's a salient point. You know, Sasha and Naomi who who walked out with their fucking principles. Versus Brock Lesnar, who walked out because he's a fucking baby Wawa. And again, I'm a huge Brock Brock Lesnar fan, but he threw a Brock fucking Brock. diva fit. 
and um yeah no, that's I mean, not he, the first time he's done that either it's true it's true but like and and, and the company didn't say fucking boo about it so um but like uh, uh uh, Gresham is is an interesting point, Poot. I think the Triple H would do well with a guy like Gresham. Um, Johnny Gargano, uh, I think he may have seen the writing on the wall, and that's why he was kind of playing it off for a while, and now he, you know, could stand to benefit greatly. Ricochet, yep. uh, in talent, like in in house, Ricochet's got to be like fuck yes, like this is my time. Oh, dude, um, Ricochet, and then even Nakamura getting into the twilight of his career. Yep. Yep, and and now you have fucking Gunther, uh, as dumb as the fucking name as that is. Like he is already being pushed like a crazy person. He already looked like a fucking Greek god. Like, what's Triple H gonna do with him? Change him back to fucking Valter, and give him back fucking um um the the fucking Imperium song. I can't think of, think of it now, but you know it. Um. But yeah, like there are definitely lots of big fish still out there. And I think that the two that I think are the biggest are probably Killer Cross and Wyatt. Uh, I would love to see those two come back, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you you talked about Sasha and Naomi, and then being buried by the company. But when McMahon was in charge, Vince McMahon and the words "the company" were synonymous with each other. Mm-hmm. Like Vince McMahon was the company. I, if you look at Sasha Banks's time in NXT, and the women's revolution that started there, I can't imagine. I I can't imagine like Triple H not wanting to get her back, because I think he was part of the bit one of the big reasons why she was pushed so well in NXT because he saw her potential. He saw the talent there. And I think Triple H is I think he has the the humility and a humbleness to him to call her up and say like, "Hey, I I know what was said. I didn't agree with it. I'm sorry that that happened. You know, you have my deepest apologies that that happened. It never should have been done. What can I do to make this right?" What can I do to bring you home? I don't think Triple H is above that because I think he knows that talent like Sasha Banks and Naomi will be, again, sorry, what's best for business. And and honestly, I think if Triple H is the one that calls her, regardless of what was said on air, I think Sasha is smart enough to know like okay again under triple h look how well i was treated and if i come back they're gonna treat me better because they did me wrong they did me dirty and now i'm coming back like i'm i'm accepting their apology and i'm coming back so not only is triple h gonna treat me as well as he did before he's probably gonna treat me better because he's asking me to come back and I'm forgiving them and saying, yes, I will come back. That's how you rebuild rebuild bridges, man. Yes, absolutely. And honestly though, like it it would not shock me. And let's be honest. If triple H is going to do what's best for the women's roster, that's going to be what's best 
is to bring Sasha back, you know, bring Naomi back. And, you know, no, again, sorry, no real slight to Naomi, but I think Sasha's a bigger deal than Naomi. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100% he's going to make a play for her because I think Sasha has always been Triple H's um, diamond in the rough. Absolutely. You know? Right, and I think, I think Vince... she recognized that. And I think she knows Triple H well enough to know he wasn't the one that got in the announcer's ear and, and you know and said like hey you guys say this you guys bury them you bury them on the air and you know you write this press release and, and you bury them in the press release like i think sasha banks knows better to know that like that's not how he operates like yeah I think but at the end of the day though it, you know events is still the the majority shareholder regardless yes he's no longer in charge he's no longer the ceo but like if sasha banks comes back She'll be making him money. And that, I think, is where the crux lies. Like, yeah, you may really like Triple H, and yeah, you may really want to main event WrestleMania, but, like, you know, this dude fucking took what should have been an amazing legacy and made it kind of a joke and um, kicked dirt on you on your way out. And... You know, now because the winds of change have shifted, you're presented. And yes, she could be the bigger person, absolutely, and go back. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, she, and the same, same with Naomi, they would go back and they would still be contributing money to him. Regardless of who is in charge, regardless of who is head of creative, money is still benefiting Vince McMahon. So at that point, though, they're. They're they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. That's stupid. I mean, you can justify it however you want, but that that's stupid. To be like, well, no, if I go back there, I'm just gonna be making Vince McMahon money, so no way in hell. Ha ha. Yeah, I'm I gonna try I to charge four million dollars for an appearance at fucking Comic Con. Ha ha, man. No, that's that's stupid. If Triple H asks you uh, back and apologizes TV. and you say no because Vince McMahon is still the majority shareholder you're making a bad decision because you're you're letting you're letting a grudge hold you back from what should be a momentous return and mm -hmm. probably a giant step in your career I, so if she does do that shame on her what a bad choice i don't i don't now think, i'm done i don't think that sasha would would do that um, Naomi, I don't know why I'm up in the air on. Like, I feel like Sasha is smart enough to see the writing on the wall. And I think Sasha is smart enough to see an opportunity. Um, and especially to do what she loves to do. Where she loves to do it. You know? I, I mean... I don't... I don't see her making that mistake. Naomi, I feel like she would be more apt to go elsewhere i don't know why but i i just do um i feel like there's a lot of talent and i know like we kind of mentioned this earlier we talked about it but there's a ton of talent that probably had a bad taste in their mouth but now because they were treated well by triple h they know triple h is is kind of has a lot more stroke now i think they'd be more apt to come back and i think in the long run i think over the next i'd say year we're going to see a lot of 
good, steady improvement in the product. And I think that's just positive. I think that's just good. Like I like like Ransom said, I'm I'm very excited to see what happens. And I mean, I think we've already seen it. Raw was not a lot of frills. Like, yeah, there was the Rey Mysterio thing, whatever. Like, that's because they had it announced. But like, there was some solid action wall to wall. I think right now the rosters are jumbled. They're stretched a little thin because of everybody that they've released. So it's it's tough. But I think the guys that have kind of lost their way, like Ricochet, and I understand that he was just a champion, but like um, like AJ Styles, who where the fuck is AJ Styles? You know, um, I I think you're gonna see them featured more predominantly. I and and so now like we're back to the whole bidding war of 2024 thing with with MJF. Like, it started reportedly as a shoot, turned into a work. Now we might be turning it back into a shoot because MJF could be saying, well, fuck, you know, why the hell not? Like, yeah, man, like, Triple H, hell yeah. Um, well, and- especially with them going to a TV-14 rating now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Like, we didn't even get you know, <laughs> like, they talked about... Um, Tony Khan mentioned Adam Cole and Malachi Black having big long contracts, and probably Miro has one too. Probably the Hardys. Uh, I bet Keith Lee's probably on for a big long clip. But like guys like Daniel Garcia, guys like Wheeler Yuta, who absolutely are the future, I don't know that they were given those big long contracts. I know that they were snagged before they got to NXT because Triple H and William Regal wanted them in NXT. So, you know, we'll see with them. I, and I mean, at the end of the day, man, um, the, the best quote I've seen uh, on this whole thing has been, a rising tide benefits all ships. With Triple H taking over creative and the product seemingly getting better, everybody benefits. Because then guys that are on AEW that aren't being used, i.e. Brian Cage, can say, I'm done. Powerhouse Hobbs, even. Hobbs is kind of being used a little bit more. A little bit Um, more, but still. You know, but but now, like, where AEW was, like, the, the, (laughs) the prevailing option, like, the new hotness, like, they were the, they were the, the, the cool kid at school suddenly. Now they're running for their money again because Triple H, who was running NXT as a pretty fucking good product, mm-hmm. now has the money behind him and the the fucking like widespread word of Ron SmackDown. Now again, you know, big fish, small pond, medium sized fish, bigger pond. Like, he has more to report to now. He's not going to be able to kind of carry that same um, weight that he did in NXT. But, I mean, really, like, if WWE starts to sharpen their product, 
Tony Khan's going to have to work a little bit harder. And I mean, that's going to be hard to do because this this week's Dynamite was fucking spectacular. Last week's Dynamite was pretty damn good. The week before that was pretty damn good. Their pay-per-views are always fucking great. The Ring of Honor pay-per-view was fucking great. So, like, you know, Triple H is going to push Tony Khan to work harder, which is going to in turn push Triple H to work harder ad nauseum. This... My... My real quick, my biggest concern is honestly for Triple H's health. Being that he just had a cardiac event earlier this year, I'm worried with him being thrust into this again. I don't want him to try to take on too much too quick because I think absolutely he's got a fucking big brain for the business. And he could absolutely lead WWE back to the promised land. But I don't want him to compromise his own personal health. So, yeah, I, a couple things on that. One, on, on the health thing. I That is a, a, a big concern. And a, and a legit concern. However, I think oftentimes people can tend to dismiss the just 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 how much the mind can affect the body oh yeah so while i believe like yeah it is a concern that uh oh you know like maybe this will put strain on him i think honestly and, and again this is just me speculating i don't know shit but i i think what led up to Triple H's event could well have been his spirit being broken by having what he created taken away from him and thrust under the, the helm of McMahon and Pritchard. I think this could reinvigorate Triple H. This could breathe new life into the man because it's clear he thrived on what he was doing in NXT. He thrived on the NXT creative. Like, just... Seeing him in the ring introducing NXT, you could see a sense of, of pride and, and happiness. Like, he just, he looked happy to be introducing an NXT TakeOver event. So, my hope is, is that this breathes new life into Triple H, and we see an excitement come back into him, and, you know, he's probably, you know, hopefully his health is better than ever now, because he's got... He's got something to look forward to. So another point is, is that I, I get a feeling, and I, again, dummy, I don't know shit. But I have a feeling that this is going to be not another Monday Night War, but it's going to have that same sort of excitement and that same sort of, I got to watch both. Because I, I don't know what's going to happen. Because, like Beef said, it's going to force Tony... Triple H wanting to do better on the main roster, wanting the main roster to do better, is going to force Tony Khan to do better. And it's just going to go back and forth. That's going to want to make H do better. It's going to want to make Tony do better. And if both products seemingly improve and get better and, and the cream's rising to the top... That's when you really will see, and granted, you know, a lot of people do have long-term contracts, but still, 
one of the one of the most exciting things about the Monday Night War was who's going to jump from WCW to WWE? Who's going to jump from WWE to WCW? You could start to see that again. And it doesn't have to be like back then it was, you know, who's going to win? Now it doesn't have to be that way because I don't think that either Tony or Triple H have the mindset of, I'm going to put you out of business. I'm going to be the winner. I think they just want to make their product as best as they can possibly make it. And I think you'll see wrestlers trade off back and forth. And they're not going to do it with hard feelings and negativity like so many wrestlers did whenever they left WWE and went to WCW or vice versa. Like they left to make a point. They left to go to the other company to try to be the winner, to try to bury the other company. Look at, look at how many promos happened back then of people going to WCW and burying WWE. And people going from WCW and to WWE and just burying WCW. Like, I don't think that's going to happen now. Well, I if, think... If I may, really quick, just to add into your thought process, the odds of a AEW cross WWE Forbidden Door substantially went up. So that's another thing is, and that's, and you know, that's a very, very, very good point is that you might not even have to see people jumping from AEW to WWE because if both of these companies are wanting to do better and if, if they want to collaborate with each other to make their products better together now, like we talked about it before, like we would probably never see it happen with, with Vince McMahon at the helm. Well, now Triple H is at the helm. So if they could figure out a way to collaborate and work together, you could see an AEW champion compete on a WWE pay-per-view. You could see a WWE champion compete on an AEW pay-per-view. It could become a completely new era, the likes of which we have never seen before. Because since the inception of WWF, and then WCW, it was, it was people jumping ship from one to the other. It was never collaboration. It was always us versus them, them versus us. But now it could be something totally different. You don't have to, you don't have to jump ship anymore. If these two companies can work together to make their products better and to widen the audience for everybody, you, you could see cross-promotional events you could see cross promotional talents like this is some of the most exciting some of the most optimistic times i think i've ever seen in wrestling and and good lord i mean it's it's so exciting to think about the possibilities of what if yep start the fantasy booking machine now <laughs> um, i mean really if you're going to fantasy book oh yeah now's the time to do it because yeah you know, if Triple H can plead the case to the board of why it's a good idea to collaborate as opposed to competition, like if you could focus on collaboration instead of competition, I mean, really, the world's your oyster at that point. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, imagine, imagine like Roman Reigns versus freaking Kenny Omega. Yeah. Take your poison. 
Yep. Roman Reigns versus uh, Wardlow. Fucking. Uh, I mean, it's it's oh, I mean, it could Bal be amazing. Finn Balor versus Kenny Omega. Ugh. I I think that there are still some some stalwarts. Uh oh. That are going to be problematic, and, and honestly, I think the CM Punk is one of them. I know that oh, CM yeah. Punk does not have a high opinion of Triple H at all. Uh, and in fact, I just read today a story uh, that that uh, Freddie Prince talked about back when he was the uh, 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 writer on SmackDown about Triple H walking up to CM Punk while CM Punk just cut this like this big fucking straight edge promo um, about about the Straight Edge Society. Uh, Triple H getting off the fucking private jet with Vince, all fucking lushed up from drinking a bunch of wine and being like, oh, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. So what? Like, and CM Punk couldn't say fucking boo to him because he was the fucking boss's son. So, like, there's still a lot of that, um, I think. Um, I, you know, so I, and, and I, 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 and, and, and then on the other side, like, I think a guy like Brian Danielson absolutely valued Vince McMahon because I don't think that he would have done what he did without Vince McMahon. I don't think Triple H saw in Danielson what Vince saw in Danielson. So, I, you know, I I think that there are definitely going to be some battle lines still within. Um, but but I agree with, with, with everything here that, that this is absolutely a positive. Um, you know, for for ninety nine point nine point fucking nine percent, this this is absolutely positive. And yeah, you're gonna have some some butt hurt, some hurt feelings, you know. But let I me mean, look at, for example, look at fucking Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston has fucking heat with Punk, has fucking heat with Danielson, has fucking heat with Jericho, has fucking heat with Cesaro, uh, Claudio rather, and he fucking makes it work. He still goes out there. People love him. You know, he, he gets out there and he works with them because it's a fucking business. And because he, and he knows he knows how to separate personal from professional. Yep. Yeah, I was because, gonna say, he's, because he's a professional. That's yep. that's why. Because it's a fucking job, and, and well, you can fucking hate somebody with with every core of your being. Yeah. And know that they're a scumbag, but if you're being paid millions of dollars to go out there and fucking pretend to hit them, you're gonna fucking pretend to hit them because well, you're not a dickhead. Well, look at look at uh you know <laughs> look, look look way back when it uh you're what happened not a with. Dickhead. What, look at what happened with uh, you know the real life drama with Edge and Matt Hardy. I mean, legit. Like either one of them, like you know, like Matt Hardy, if he wanted to, he could have like purposely tried to end Edge's career yep. with all the time that they were working together. But he didn't because, to his credit, you know, he's a professional. And he did what he had to do. They, you know, I mean, they they took the real life animosity they took the real life drama the story was there and you know they they made it you know art imitating life and and it worked i mean it, it did well for both of them as far as the you know creatively for them and everything like that um but you know like you said it, you have guys like that you're you're always going to have you're you're always going to have people in the business not everybody's all buddy buddy you know and, and at the sure. end of the day you get i i think the even if you have some of those holdovers, like you're saying, like the CM Punk or whoever, you don't necessarily have to use them in the cross promotional card. Would it would it be uh, would it be something cool to see? You know, have a cross promotional thing like CM Punk versus whoever you know is a young up and comer in in WWE at the time. If they if they did some sort of uh, cross promotional thing, yeah. But you don't have to use CM Punk if he doesn't want to do it. 
you can find somebody else who does i'm sure you know like you like you said danielson he left on good terms and he's one of the he he was one of the few people that you know we when we got a lot of the people that left wwe and went to aew um you know there, there were a little bit more on the negative side with with uh their comments and everything like that and danielson was like What's hey good listen, reason. yeah and, and no, yeah and not completely unjustified by any means you know they they felt wrong for one reason or another they weren't being used the way they didn't feel like they were being used their full potential you know but danielson was one that came out right away and said hey you know listen i i, I love this place i love being here but you know it's just time for me to do something different Jericho was kind of in the same boat too. He, you know, he wasn't completely negative. Like he's always, he's always talked about like how good his relationship was with Vince and everything. But like he said, it was whenever he left, it was his time to move on because, you know, he could either go back to doing the same, same old gimmick, same old song and dance and, you know, or he could try something new and exciting and take a chance and, you know, reinvent himself again, which he is awesome at doing. Um, so I, I think I, I think for the most part, I think you would have more people that would be fairly open to the idea of having these cross promotional things and working with talent that they don't necessarily get to work with on a regular basis. Or, you know, people like, you know, how you've had some people that are, you know, in real life friends, like like a Finn Balor, you know, being friends with people that work in AEW. Uh, but he hasn't really gotten a chance to, you know, actually work with since his days in New Japan or wherever out on the independent scene. How how awesome would that be? Be like, oh, man, I haven't seen this guy in forever. Like, I haven't been in the ring with them forever. Man, it wouldn't be great to, you know, get out there and work some of our magic again. I, I think I think you'd have a, a an overall positive uh, response to stuff like that from the talent themselves, I think. Yeah, and like Beef said, there will be some holdouts. Yeah. There will be some hard feelings. You know, I I agree with Beef. I think CM Punk would be a tough... I think convincing him to do a cross-promotion thing with WWE would be a tough sell. Right. Because he's headstrong. And WWE did do him dirty. And him and Triple H never really did see eye to eye. But things can change. You know, I don't think Triple H or Tony Khan would be the type of people that would force the issue. Like if, if a talent didn't want to go and do a cross-promotional thing, I don't think either one of them would force it. Because yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a delicate song. And if, if it happens, it's going to be a delicate song and dance at first until people see that it can work and that it can be successful for everybody involved. I think once you start to see that success mm -hmm. and it working well, then I think some of the holdouts would be more open to potentially doing crossovers if they see like, oh, okay, it's, it's really working. It's really working well. These guys have a lot of positive things to say, and there's not a whole lot of negatives. So maybe I do need to give it another shot. Well, I think CM Punk would probably be the biggest holdout of all. Yeah. You know, well, but, I mean, look, look at the Forbidden Door event. I mean, I think that was a pretty good example of a, you know, I mean, grant, I mean, granted, you know, uh, AEW already kind of had their, their, you know, no pun intended, their foot in the door a little bit with New Japan, as it were, you know, especially yeah. with, uh, 
it was some of the talent that they had had or used here or there. Um, but, uh, but, but actually putting on that event and really, you know, showcasing some, uh, you know, some of the new Japan stars and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, there's really, I mean, you really have nothing to lose at that point. It really only, you only have so much to gain, you know, the sky's the limit with that. You're getting, uh, you know, you're getting exposure to people that don't necessarily, you know, how do I want to say this? You're getting people, you're getting eye, fresh eyes on talent that, you know, had maybe never been seen before. And maybe that's something that eventually, like, say, you know, a talent from wherever does this cross-promotional event. Um, fans really, you know, kind of go go ape shit for them or whatever or you know there's a there's a lot of talk and a lot of scuttlebutt and and triple h sees something like that and says well you know what i, I liked i like that kid from x y or z or whatever you know like you know maybe that's somebody that they try to go out and recruit at some point or whatever it's I, I, granted that could be that could go negative if you get into people poaching one another into this and that but it like like you've like it's been said before it's it's only gonna push people healthy competition you know it's only gonna push everybody to kind of work harder look at perfect examples look at the nxt and aew that that whole dynamic right there we kept saying like all this is gonna do the fans are the winners in this one because all we're gonna get is you know one product putting out something good and then the other product, you know, okay, how can we match that or do better? And it just, you know, keeps, keeps going. And so I, I look, I look really, really look forward to seeing, uh, where the product goes with triple H at the helm creative. I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. I think the cross promotional thing is a, a little ways away. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Not you know, I, I think everybody wants to see it sooner rather than later. But yeah, like I think Triple H is going to bide his time and take his time getting his footing as the head of creative. Yeah. So I think we've I think we've got some time to marinate on it because I don't think he's not going to rush into things like he's going to want to solidify raw and smackdown and his rosters and solidify their storylines and who they want to go with in the future like i think he's going to plan it out well yeah yeah definitely and and uh and and i think it's as far as who you would have in creative uh, you couldn't have anybody more more suited for it than triple h of of all the other people you know that are in in the company in the upper echelon or anything like that you know i i know that uh you know back in the day stephanie was was a writer or whatever uh you know she was also involved with creative or whatever this and that i i think triple h is one of the people best suited for this position itself so uh again nothing nothing but good things moving forward here Speaking of good things and moving forward, a uh, a beef. I I see uh, what we have two stump the chumps this we week. We do. It's it's been a minute, minute. Uh, we have one from Pat, one from Dave. 
we want to we want to try a hazard one here yeah let's uh let's hit let's hit dave's first since it's been a while since we've had one from him yeah all right let's do it <clears throat> gentlemen i am returning to grace uh, with you with my pre esteemed presence to take one of my contractual shots at your Stump the Chump challenge once again. Wow. After my small time away, I am invoking one of my required podcast partial appearances just to keep your audience involved while boosting the ratings. Thanks, Dave. Wow. Yeah, Dave. But before I get You're to the question, I quickly I want to address the shot fired at me. The mid-card misfit. The buster, Pat. <laughs> Oh, or, God. or the P3 Gilberg, whatever he goes by this week, decided <laughs> oh, to throw some shade in my direction. Wow. P3 Gilberg, I'll take that. But I prefer the P3 Brock Lesnar. I would rather be one of those big hosses with the big payout instead of taking instead of a jobber. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Either way, I love just showing up and taking titles or appearances from everyone. Wow, listen to this guy. Fantastic. Man, Dave's really healing it up. <laughs> he says, my last question worked that well, so here's another along those lines. Lord. According to the WWE, on the WWF slash WWE World Heavyweight Title Lineage, what are the two shortest reigns in history? Not Ooh. universal. Okay. Not Kane. universal. Kane has to be one of them. He held him for twenty what twenty like twenty two hours or something, right? Um, trying to remember. Good lord! Oh my god! Shortest reigns isn't Big Show one of them? <laughs> he won the it. Best. Kane won it at a pay per view. In a triple threat match with Stone Cold and The Undertaker and lost at the next night on Raw. Okay. That's the first one that jumps to mind. Um, uh, he wants the two shortest? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I thought, I thought Big Show. Uh, for some reason, I thought Big Show was one of them. Oh, man. Um, I don't know, man. That could he, be wrong. Here's the uh, man. It's it's just like because it's been so many things. It's hard to de to delineate what exactly the WWF slash WWE World Title is. Like, is it talking about the big gold title? Because that was called the World Title. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was ever called the WWF World Title or WWE World Title. I think it was just called the World Title. What, read read his question. Read his question again, real quick. According to the uh, according to the WWE on the WWF slash WWE World Heavyweight Title lineage, what are the two shortest reigns in history? In parentheses, not universal. Okay, so not say, he did say good luck, boys. So not the universal. So I'm thinking it's he's talking about the WWE title, the big one. Yeah, that's uh, that's my understanding. The Hogan yeah. belt, the Hogan belt, the the undisputed like belt the Lesnar had for a minute, right? Like that, you know, all of that that um, eventually just became the fucking logo. Right. Um. So not big gold belt. Right. Um, no. Okay. And not universal. Correct. Yeah. So I, like I said, I'll, I'll 100% put money on that Kane's one of them. 
Okay. Unless un, unless somebody can think of a shorter WWF slash WWE title reign, I, I know that Kane's for sure is less than less than twenty four hours. Okay. Um, this is a th- this is a throwback deep cut. But whenever um, whenever the whole thing with uh, was it with Hogan and Andre, whenever Andre won the won the title and then like sold it to the million dollar man or whatever, does that count because it got vacated? Yes, but that yes, yes, but I don't think it happened all in the span of one show. Well, it, no, but um, did, I think though, that like he but, he won it and then immediately handed it over to Ted DiBiase. Yeah, so like immediately. So did, no, like now like, hold on, he hold did. on. Yes, but hold on, I don't think Ted DiBiase was ever a recognized WWF champion. No, but ensue, but the ensuing they vacated it because of the all the bullshit chicanery. Right, so, but, the, but but the vacation may not have happened. Well, that's immediately. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it could still be a short reign, though. Like, right. it, like it so could have been Andre not, turning over not, the belt like that night, but then Gorilla Monsoon or uh, who who uh, Jack Tunney vacating the belt, you know, a week later. So okay, it may have been like a week. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. A week, yeah, is yeah, still yeah. A pretty goddamn short time. <laughs> I agree. Um. um was there okay? So that's a possibility. Is there one that I'm thinking of that? Oh, didn't Mick Foley have it for like three days or something like that before he lost it? That wouldn't be one of the shortest. What wasn't wasn't one of the shortest? Didn't uh, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't there a Money in the Bank cash in? It was. It was. It was not that all that long ago though. Like was it? Oh, um, you're right. You're right. Um, fuck. Uh, who the hell? Was it no. uh, Seth and Dean? Didn't Seth Rollins win the champ? I don't know who he was facing, but he Roman. He faced Roman. Yep. He Seth, won, Seth and, then Roman, and then Dean cashed, cashed in. in. Yep. So that would have counted because. And that was the WWE title, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. Yep. I almost forgot about that one. Good. I good think. Call. I think we lost Boot Boys. I think I heard some snoring. Nah. He's dead. He'll stop the recording eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that that that's a good call. Good good memory on your ransom. Um, I'd say those are the two. I Kane. I think Andre counts because he gave up the belt that night. But <sighs> and whether or not that belt was vacated later on. He still gave it away. Like he won it and then like two to three minutes he gave it away to Ted DiBiase. Like he officially forfeited it. So whether or not they recognize Ted DiBiase as the champion, or whether or not like a couple nights later the president or whoever said we're gonna vacate the title, wouldn't it have been Andre the Giant officially va- like officially vacating his title or officially giving it away? Not well, so I I agree but, with. But see, Eli. here's the thing: like, if if that was here's the, the case, they would have to recognize Ted DiBiase as a champion from X to Y. And mm, I see, I not just, necessarily no, because they could just say Andre from at this point, and they could say vacated 
they they don't have to say they don't have to recognize DiBiase. They could just say Andre to vacated, vacated to whoever won it next. But but I'm, I I so I agree with you on that one, Beef. As far as like there, it, it, I'm betting the records show Andre winning it. X date, Andre vacating it. You know, a week later, or whatever, because. When Kane lost, I remember them saying something about it being one of the sh- like the shortest reign in or the shortest reign in history or whatever, and it being a big fucking joke. And like that was like his thing for a while. People made fun of him because he had the shortest WWE title reign. Um, I don't know, man. Like you could be right. This is this is super fucking murky. I but to be honest, I don't look at like the fucking like lineages that often. I don't look at like one belt or one and when they're vacated things like that. I re- I remember points in history. Um, so you may be right. It, it, it's it's all going to come down to how the WWE is describing it. Honestly, I I think I think the way that it happened with Andre was whenever. What would you say the guy's name? Jack 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 Tunney. Jack Tunney. I think the way that he wound up like officially ruling it was when Andre handed the belt to Ted DiBiase, Andre the Giant officially vacated that title. So they didn't necessarily recognize Ted DiBiase as the champion, but they officially re- recognized that moment as Andre vacating the title. It sounds like you know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna believe you. Um, like, like I just, I think that's the way it 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 happened. Okay, so here's here's another. Um, I, I don't do it. No, 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 no. I I thought of another one. I was think I was thinking of oh, uh, since. Yeah, no? no, I'm sorry, but since we were talking about fucky WrestleMania things, uh, <laughs> WrestleMania Nine, Yokozuna, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, that was minutes. You're right. That yeah. Was like nine nine minutes and change yep um oh. right the, but that would have been murky. that still would have been longer though because andre. andre won it and yeah like Ed dibiase was like in the ring and he handed it right over so that was like less than five minutes yeah and seth rollins winning it was less than five, yeah in there and that was less than five so i think yokozuna hulk hogan bret hart whatever that kerfuffery was that was very short like that's but, probably like n- number three to five in the shortest title reigns, but I don't think it beat out Andre, and I don't think it beat out Seth. I completely forgot about that shit. WrestleMania nine, which is you know one of my banner WrestleManias. Good fucking eyes, Tom. Um, yeah. Then uh, I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm with Ransom. I I go I go with Andre, and uh, yeah, uh, Dean Ambrose uh, beating Seth Rollins. Oh, what happened? What? Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with that. I I've just uh, since we were since we were talking about uh, since we were talking about you know Andre with with all that shit. I was thinking I was like that it popped my it popped my in my mind. Fucky like fucked up yeah, WrestleMania. No, you're hundred percent right. Like, that was definitely shorter than but, Kane. But I but I I I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that like the Yoko one is not far behind uh, uh, Seth and Dean at all. Like I'm gonna say like within a minute of one another for sure i i yeah. I, 
I'd I lay mean, money. But, I, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on. Because uh, Dean beat Seth pretty quick, right? It wasn't like an actual match match. It was like a pretty no, he, much like yeah, a... He, he squashed him. Absolutely squashed him. Yeah. Yeah, because cause there was a big fucking like thing. It was like a, it was like nine, literally nine minutes between uh, Andre or um, Yoko winning and uh, Hogan coming okay. out, like that whole fucking thing. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with Andre and uh, Seth Rollins there if, if if we all are. I'm I'm good with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about what? Poo degrees? Does Poo degree? Poo degrees. He texted me and told me he degrees. Here we go. Poor Poo. Uh well, mid maniac. Where where is Andy? Andy's never here. <laughs> I thought we could team up and roll over the P3 boys, but it seems that you have your own. Have, have you went the corporation become the P3 stooge? Oh. It didn't take long for you to jump on the anyway the hashtag anyone but Dave bandwagon. I guess wow. I'll continue my lone wolf crusade at wreaking havoc within the P3 universe. Wow, we have your own universe. Oh. Please, you boys- Dave. Holy cow. Well, boys, did you or little collective figure it out? If not, don't feel bad. I know your combined intellect struggles quite a bit, especially if you're led by Beef Lactus, a man who chooses a villain that was defeated by, by, by at different times by Dazzler and Roller Skates and then Squirrel Girl. Ouch, my pride. Even if you do manage to defeat me, then kudos to P3, boys. Uh, even Rick Flair can find a paycheck even now. Even Rick Flair can find a paycheck now Talking and then. Sometime today, Dave. Let's go. <laughs> it, it's it's all quality though. It's it's I all know. It's, I know. Uh, this is it the is. Best. Dave it's, is the best heel the P3 has ever seen. Yeah. Andre the Giant, the main event, February fifth, nineteen eighty eight, to one minute forty eight seconds. Seth Rollins, Money in the Bank, twenty sixteen, two minutes. Dave. Fucking Team Salt and Pepper. My man. You brought all the shade in the world but you couldn't back it up yep because at the end of the day you're just another victim and you know what you get you know what you get dave oh no you don't get our respect you don't you you, <clears throat> you don't get any more time of our podcast you know what you get you lose and you <clears throat> get Nothing. Oh, God, it feels so good. Do we want to do Pats or do we want to save that? Well, we could probably save it. We've, 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 we've been prattling on for a minute. I'm good with that. All right. That works. I, All right. I will. I'll take it. Poo! I'll take it. Take us home. Poo! Poo! Take us home. Poo! <laughs> I think he might be asleep. <sighs> well, I'll, I'll take us home. I'll take us home. Fuck it. Here we go. You. All right. No, well, just ended on poop. Take us home. Cut the <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We can't stop the recording. We don't have the technology. <laughs> longest. It it's gonna be the longest recording ever. Poot, take us home. Poot. <laughs> <laughs> <Poot. laughs>